0: So actually, funny story. Before we get too far, can you see my shirt?
1: Yeah, it's wolves. I can't see what it is. Like I, I can so see it's, it's wolves. wolves,
0: and at the very bottom here, mm-hmm. it says winter. Okay, and at the very, it looks like they're howling at the moon, but it's not actually a moon. It's a, it's a burger. So there's this challenge at this bar called Blue Door Pub, and are you familiar with what a juicy Lucy is? No, it's basically a like a cheeseburger that's stuffed with <clears> cheese, <throat> and when you take a bite of this burger, the cheese literally like squirts into your mouth. Okay. So it's obviously not the best thing for you. So um, <laughs> this bar has a challenge that if you finish ten of them in two or three months or something like that, right? You get a shirt. So I won. I don't believe
1: that. I don't. I don't believe that. I know it's over a bunch of time, but I've literally seen you try to say you could do stuff like that, and you don't ever end up doing it. But so. that's
0: the thing. It's over a bunch of time, like. I'm a I am still don't.
1: Boy. I still don't believe that you did that. I think that this. I think that whole thing you just said was made up. Uh, well, how else would I get this shirt? I don't. know. Maybe you went and bought it. Like, I, like how am I going to know? The back, here's the, the, the counter back, to it. It says Blue Door Pub. I it. understand, but like restaurants sell shirts all the time. Hard Rock Cafe, they they sell shirts. You could have just not went these, and bought that.
0: not these, because they're winner shirts. How do you get a winner shirt with? Because you've never won anything with food. You haven't won anything. You failed. And, twice and here's the on kicker, here. Keith. Here's a kicker this is the second time i've done this and the second shirt i've got. i don't there's no way i believe that there's no the way first I one i had is and I, I believe i left it in like at my parents house in michigan but it's the jordan logo that says winner at the bottom and instead of the jordan holding a basketball he's holding a, a half eaten burger
1: ah uh, you did you know what you did right there you did that my girlfriend's amazing she lives in canada that's what she did right there left oh, yeah. it at my parents house left it at my girlfriend's house in canada right
0: I may have it here.
1: (laughs) Me and my friends used to say this thing back in the day when people were lying and you—it was obvious you were lying. We said you were selling us wolf tickets. We (laughs) said you were selling us wolf tickets, and then we shortened it to wolfies. You know, you're just selling me right there, and—and pun intended—because you have wolves on your shirt. You are selling me wolfies, my friend. It is the Two Gods and a Goose Show Halloween episode. Got the Halloween music playing underneath, Sam. Are you fired up?
0: I am so fired up. It's been a while since we've done this, and Halloween episodes are historically one of our best. Well, it's been Always a while happen.
1: since we didn't we do it only once a year on Halloween. And I, and I, I have to be honest, yeah. I, I'm, I'm honestly... I'm disappointed with you, which, you know, on brand for our show,
0: but Always. I mean, yeah.
1: you were in, you last year, you dressed up in, everybody knows this, that it's been a long time listener of the show. You dressed up as Pitbull. Um, you That's right. famously took a picture of yourself as Pitbull with your dog, Finn. You sent it to my dad and signed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And my dad put it in his office and people thought it was actually a picture of Pitbull and everybody was asking how my dad knew Pitbull. But you dressed up last year for the show and this year, you're not dressed up in anything. You're wearing a Miami Hurricanes um shirt sure, which is not a costume for anybody because you guys are terrible why the laziness sham what what's what's going well, first on
0: first of all first of all the miami hurricanes are a scary organization so there's that
1: fair point that's i don't yeah. have anything to counter that with that's yeah. that's
0: yeah so we're scary bad i mean right now we're really bad but my costume this year is a little bit more intricate than it was last year um with pitbull i could have just thrown on like the aviator sunglasses like i did last year and just yeah, but my, you had the open my,
1: color or the open yeah, color I did. shirt. That's and you, had a, right. you dropped I did. a couple of buttons. You were you were getting your sexy on. Like that right, yeah. I'm not saying the effort was there my, last year.
0: Now I'm not saying my, my costume this year is any worse. In fact, I think it's more in tune to Halloween than last year's. Like this year, I am a surgeon, but on my scrubs, it's gonna be covered in blood and my skin. Like I have blood all over the place. So I can't really walk around with that. I, it, right, it needs I did. to be like an event thing, like pitbull. I can put on the shirt, put, like put the sunglasses on, and be put, you know be pitbull whenever I want. But in this instance, I kind of needed to be like Halloween. You know what I mean?
1: Right. And and I did I did see that on your Instagram, and I, and I saw you dressed up as that. I, my thing was. You couldn't, we couldn't just make a little effort for the show. We couldn't, you know, people look forward to your, to your costume every year on the show. Like what
0: you're kind of letting everybody down, man. Theater of the mind. Just imagine me, uh, in my scrubs with my red, you know, surgeon's cap covered in blood uh, snapping a uh, a rubber glove on my hand. Of course, of course. Yep.
1: Um, before we get started, plug the iTunes, Stitcher, talk about SeatGeek, run it all down for them.
0: Yeah, so we're on iTunes. So you can find us on the Apple Podcasts section. Just search Two Guys and a Goose. I also post the links to all of these uh, on Twitter if you follow me, at ShamShamGod. We're on Stitcher for the Android guys. Uh, iHeartRadio, we've been partnering with them for a better part of eight 10 months now yep, like it's yep, been a yep. while yep. Um, they, haven't our, loo- they haven't cut they, us they haven't, loose yet. <laughs> they, they haven't cut us loose but that could change uh, uh honestly with every word that i say it, right. you, you <laughs> right. never know um and, and yeah so we're on iHeartRadio, so you can find us there and also we got a new sponsor starting last show uh seat geek uh if you're interested in going to sporting events concerts uh watching me dj uh you can use 20 bucks off your ticket or your I guess your purchase if you purchase more than one ticket um, using promo code SHAM S-H-A-M
1: right and I applaud you for being appropriate as I told you on last episode because you get the keys to the promo codes with all our sponsors and usually you're wildly inappropriate so yeah on brand you use your name so thank you for yep. not being inappropriate but that was the second my second guess would have been you used your name also um we have to start the show we cannot start the show without uh everyone's favorite segment what is sham drinking
0: i started to go a little bit uh into the fall theme uh started to dip into the apples you know and and that kind of that kind of flavor that kind of apple cider kind of flavor and i don't know if you remember keith the the uh the lollipops that are green apple flavored but then yep. coated in that caramel you know yep, th- delicious, we're talking about and you, delicious. and you put it in your mouth for the, like for the very first time and they cut your mouth but then once it starts to melt kind of smooths over so i am i have mixed crown royal apple with ginger ale and it tastes identical to that lollipop
1: i had crown apple at a uh, miami dolphins tailgate shout out to my boy jason he put me onto that. Oh why I did the ginger ale and the crown apple, and it was delicious. I've never really been a crown apple guy before that. Mm-hmm. So I applaud you. What you're drinking this week? Good choice this week, man. Strong, strong start for you on Halloween.
0: yeah. Well, it's 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 always a good choice um, for me. Uh, so uh yeah no it's that's one of my go-tos
1: okay uh we i know you you wrote on our on our show sheet that you know and i i think this is kind of you just bullying your way into the show um you did on the last episode we started with what's bothering sham this week and i saw you put that on there again for this week but i'm actually going to hijack that because you did king snake is what i call you that's one of your aliases i actually should put Mm -hmm. you in my phone as king snake and yeah. you did your slithery um, business yesterday again, and it and it was really nice. funny. It was it was really it was really on brand for you. But see, when we talk about we we venture into Detroit sports, right? Whether it be Pistons Lions, you have a group of uh, minions, I would say, on social media that really will believe anything you say. Is Minions fair? Fair, yeah. You and I, I like to call
0: them loyal supporters, but that's so right.
1: you and I were discussing yesterday when we got on, um, and we were kind of doing some pre-show stuff, and and you said, "Hey, man, what's up with your Falcons?" And I said, "You know, same thing. You guys are dealing with in Detroit. That somehow jumped into a Matt Ryan because I, I mentioned to you Matt Ryan's stats are basically the same as Patrick Mahomes this year. Mine, he's throwing more picks, but you know, Matt Ryan really isn't the problem. And when I saw it, I was kind of you know, I was reminded two years ago. Matt Ryan basically, the Falcons were terrible, and he had the same basic stat lines as his MVP year, which was exceptional. Um, And I, you know, we were kind of trying to. I was saying, you know, you deal with some of this stuff in Detroit, and then we discussed, you know. The, the thing that Lions fans love to say where, you know, oh, he never had any team around him. And I'm like, well, you had Calvin Johnson. I'm like, you know, Matt Ryan has Julio Jones, similar receivers. You said Calvin Johnson's way better. And I'm saying, look, man, like Julio has been the best receiver in football for the last three or four years. You know, I, I use the comparison to you. I think Randy Moss is the best ever. But I can't say Randy Moss is way better than Jerry Rice because they're still both in the top five or six receivers ever. Julio and Calvin are both in the top 10 to 15 receivers ever, so saying way better is a bit a bit dramatic. You, of course, then, in your snaky, snaky, slithery, on-brand crap, go on social media and say, I said Matt Ryan was better than Matt Stafford. Hint, he is. But then you also say, I said Julio was better than Calvin Johnson. You send that, and what you do with that, you throw me under the bus. You throw it out to your minions. Your minions all come after me. Like I said those things, and and I definitively said blah 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 blah. And you just love to do. It. And then you just sit back. You don't reply to anything. You just sit back and let them all come after me. And I just was I was blown away. And, and I've I've we've known each other many many years now. We've been been married for for over you know two years now. And I learned on our last you know two episodes back that we you know. Sometimes, when we have problems, we need to bring this to counseling. And you're leaning back in your chair right now. You're going to smoke your um, pen like you usually do. Yep. Just took a, a hit of your pen. Your snakiness never ceases to amaze me, honestly. That was such a snake job yesterday that you did. And I just want to know what you had to say for yourself, honestly.
0: Well, okay, first of all, Calvin Johnson is way better than Julio Jones. Like, uh, Julio Jones may be like top 10, you know. It, that's like saying, uh, you know, three musketeers is one of the is is in the top fifteen of candy. So Julio of all time. Jones is
1: three musketeers
0: to you. He is the three musketeers, okay. and Calvin Johnson is like Snickers. No problem. So
1: so let me let me just run a couple sat
0: lines down to you.
1: So Julio jo- Jones has been in the league nine years. Hasn't completed his nine year yet, but that's fine. We'll take full nine years of Calvin Johnson against eight point five of Julio, okay? Uh, Calvin Johnson, in nine years, 731 catches. Julio, in nine years, 8.5 years, 748 catches. Calvin, 11,619 yards. Julio, 11,443 yards. Uh, Calvin has definitely had more touchdowns. 83 touchdowns to Julio's 55. Not the even catch, close. The catch percentage, when you're throwing their way, you know, butterfingers or not, Julio, 64% catch percentage. Calvin Johnson, 50% catch percentage. Yards per game. Julio, 96 yards per game. Calvin Johnson, 80, 86 yards per game. Yards per catch, 15 and 15. You literally said Calvin is way better than Julio. What the math says is they're the same player, basically.
0: No, no. It, it's it's all about points on the board. How many touchdowns has he had? Calvin is, eclipses him by a lot. with the, With everything else pretty much the same, At the end of the day, Calvin Johnson puts points on the board. And let me preface everything by saying football is a dying sport. (laughs) You are a snaky
1: snake. You are the slitheriest, most snakiest snake ever. All my statement originally was... You know, you can't say Calvin's way better than Julio. I'll take Calvin over Julio. I think Calvin is just like I'll take Rogers over Brady because of the you. physical traits. But it's not way better. And your statement was absurd. And I didn't say for Lions Nation. And I've learned you guys are not the most rational humans on Earth. I did not say this. What I'm saying is completely rational. and I just backed it up with facts. Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, let's not have that discussion. Matt Stafford is a very gifted guy. He's had a bad offensive line. Matt Matt Ryan's been sacked more times in his career than him. All my point on the Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford thing was Matt Ryan obviously has way surpassed him in, in Pro Bowls, and, and he's won an MVP, and he has a bunch of playoff wins, and Matt Stafford has none of those things. Um, but, you know, I, I was defending. I'm saying at Matt Ryan's best, he's an above-average quarterback. I've never had him in the elite category with Brady and Rodgers and Breeze, but he's been above average he, matt stafford's never been better than matt ryan as a career he's not better quarterback than matt ryan not saying matt stafford is is not great he's he's a good quarterback he's a very good quarterback he's had some crappy offensive line He's had some crappy inconsistent running games i said all that but then you throw it out there he said he's better than Matt Ryan. He's way better than Matt Ryan and all your little snakiness.
0: So if you agree that Matthew Stafford is a worse quarterback than Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford has been plagued by bad offensive line play, no running game, and a whole bunch of other things to be a detriment to his success in, uh, in Detroit, and Calvin Johnson is still eclipsing... Julio Jones by 30 summon touchdowns and has pretty much similar stats across the board. Doesn't that go to show how good Calvin Johnson really is, in spite of his poor quarterback play? I'll so rehash it again, and I
1: and I understand. Fan, I understand. Lion fans are going to listen to this, and you're going to hear what you like to hear. And your king is is slithering and spitting his nonsense out right now. Matt Ryan has been. I'll repeat this for everyone that's that's all. Lion Nation, listen to me. Matt Ryan has been sacked more than Matt Stafford has in their career, right? And Matt up. Ryan's played one more year than Matt Stafford has, right? Matt Ryan is a better quarterback. Physi- more physically gifted. I didn't say that. A lot of people would say Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a more skif- skillfully gifted quarterback than Tom Brady. That's a fact.
0: It's all about rings, baby. And each of them, both of them have zero.
1: Well, you just ran your own guy in the ground. So I don't really know what you're well,
0: doing. Well, I also then. ran your guy into the ground. So we're even.
1: Okay, so I just want to let Lions Nation know that. Stop coming for me. Stop listening to everything this guy, stop worshiping the throne of his snakiness. King Snake was was just snaking yesterday, and you guys all fell for it, and you guys were all in the palm of his hands, and he played you guys. Do not, you don't have to listen to every word King Snake says and follow him like that.
0: I just want to end this by just telling you what the poll says. God, oh, is Christ. The, the 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 polls are irrefutable um i believe i have a mixed bag of followers so you get plenty oh, of man. votes Just outside you know uh, you know outside of the detroit circles and everything i'm so sure these polls are going to be completely the two, rational the the two polls that i said i said who was better calvin johnson or julio jones julio jones got nine percent of the vote honestly more yeah. than i expected him to get <laughs> and calvin johnson got 91 percent uh <laughs> the other poll was who's been a better qb matthew stafford or matt ryan Matt Ryan, fourteen percent. Yeah, right. Uh, and Matthew Stafford, eighty-six percent. So there have been two hundred and one and two hundred and fifty-five votes respectively on each on each poll. And there's three hours left on it. So I encourage you guys to go to my page if you haven't voted yet. Vote for Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. And let's bury this fool once and for all. On brand for Lions Nation. Uh, I wanted to transition. I want to get
1: to the NBA. And, and it's been an exciting first week of, of um, games and, and stuff. And, and I want to get to that. But I wanted to touch real quick because we had Ant on last episode. And we talked about the uh, NCAA uh, issue in, in California where they had passed the law. So players could make money off their likenesses. I just quickly wanted to, to toss to you because the NCAA then met. And they... Um, I think it was unanimous, basically Cliff Notes right now. But they took a step in the right direction to get players to to allow players to be paid off of their likeness. Want to get your quick yeah. two cents on that?
0: Well, I, I I think it's about time. Like these these players have been giving blood, sweat, and tears into sports that essentially they get really nothing out of. I would say I don't know the exact stat, but it's like over ninety five percent of those players that actually end up that are in the NCAA don't ever move on to do anything professionally with that right. sport. With those players that never do that, you're now giving your body and your time and likely your grades are suffering because yeah, you get your scholarship, but what time do you have to actually study and be successful in school? Um, if you're, you know, going to practice six hours a day and, you know, doing film sessions and this and that. You're essentially having a job. You basically have a job, yeah. Right, Right. Right. And so being able to make money off their likeness is the least that the ncaa can do without actually paying them themselves
1: yeah i mean i can cover this really really quickly it was a um common sense um conclusion by the ncaa and i want to commend um and there's a lot of political mess with this obviously um gavin newsom played a, uh, the governor of California played a role with LeBron James in passing the law, and, and kudos to LeBron James because as usual he led the way in progress on this. Um, and I understand there's a lot comes to it, you know, the, a lot that plays into it. In the state of California, they're looking to tax the players, and there's a you know ulterior motives, all that stuff set aside. It was a fair, common sense ruling, and and so I applaud that, and and I I look forward to continuing to take steps in this direction. Uh, but I just want to touch on that real quick. Uh, I want to get to the NBA. Uh, in the first, you know, week of the NBA season, which has been exciting, you know, to say the least, uh, I just want to lob it to you quickly. Get your top storyline. What has been the thing that stuck out to you in the first week of of the NBA season, Sham?
0: Uh, how bad the Warriors have been? Because I, because I really thought, you know, before, you know, I had made my predictions on Twitter before, uh, you know, before we we recorded this, but the Warriors have been. Very bad, and I and I think people are comparing the, this Warriors team to the Cavaliers team that LeBron James dragged to the NBA Finals, and saying, "Oh, why can't Steph Curry do the same? Right. Why can't if if he's so great, if he's if he's one of the top three players of all time, if he's if he's up in that the upper echelon of players to ever play the game, why can't he do the what LeBron James did? I don't think that's a, like that's a fair point because LeBron James can do it all. He he can literally rebound and defend, and and you know be a point guard essentially he he can legitimately play each position at an elite level uh Steph Curry is a point guard there's only so much you can do when you're playing with you know Glenn Robinson III or Eric Paschall. i don't even heard of these people before right um, and I think the indictment actually comes on Steve Kerr because finally he has to coach yeah,
1: I mean, I think he's kind of had a free ride for the last few years. You know, he's obviously been, you know, overflowing with talent in in Oakland. And I think, you know, obviously the trio of Steph and Clay and Dre—that was, you know, they they had a, a ton of success. To be fair to them, before um you know before KD came there but i think at the same time and nobody talks about this and you and i talk about this all the time people always look at the stars they don't look at the guys like andre iguodala and sean livingston and guys that played you know iguodala was able to step up and 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 help with clay and guard the best person on the other team he they hid steph all the time on defense things like that don't get talked about a lot so then you lose Clay. You know they've always talked about, and people have talked about, what would Draymond get if he went somewhere else? And he could be a, get paid more, and he wouldn't even be half the player he is that he is in that you know that system at Golden State. So I agree with you. I think that was the um, the biggest story from this first week. Um, to me, not that un- unexpected. I thought they were going to be a mess, and I, I maintain they're a mess until until Clay gets back. If he gets back this year, or if th- or if that happens next year, um, r- you know they can't keep D'Angelo Russell. Contractually, they have to move him by the by the trade deadline. Uh, And as we discussed in previous episodes, I don't even know if that's a really good fit with with the guys adding D'Angelo Russell to that team. So, and we'll get to um, some playoff predictions. We'll do that in in a bit. Uh, You know, from one of the more disappointing stories in the Warriors in the first week, uh, we turn to the Los Angeles Clippers, who have looked, you know, all. All the bit of dominant that we thought they were going to um, be. When you talk about that team, you know, it's constructed really, really well. And we talked about this, um, you know, after the trade deadline a few shows back. You lead with a, with arguably, if not the best player in the game, a top two player in Kawhi Leonard. You still have Paul George coming back. Uh, Lou Williams, best six man ever. You have an energy guy like Patrick Beverly who, who, you know, is one of those guys that you hate if he's not on your team, but you love if he's on your team. They've been exceptional in this first week. Um, you know, I tweeted it opening night. The Clippers are who we thought they were. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, I, I think it's going to be hard to see. And, and injuries can change everything. We know that for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you know, they still look like the, like the toast of the
0: NBA in this first week. Sham. I had predicted them to be the number one seed uh, before the season had started. I'm I, I love the way their pieces fit together, and I think more importantly, their bench is very good. They're able to generate points off the bench without really compromising much on defense. Um, and I think that is what wins championships.
1: Shift to the Eastern Conference. And in the, in the story, obviously, you've had Milwaukee looking great. But I wanted to touch on Kyrie because he obviously started out opening night a 50-point game, a loss. Uh, he's been a big-time scorer for Brooklyn, as expected um without kevin durant this this year so are we looking at Kyrie scoring champion this year in brooklyn in your opinion
0: i would say so um i was just checking his stats but like before we started recording he is averaging 26 field goals a game and that's two just about two and a half more than the second place guy um he is shooting a very good percentage both from the field and from three uh he's putting up a lot of uh uh, he's putting up a good percentage from the free throw line and he's scoring 37.7 points a game that's pretty high is it sustainable probably not but does that mean that the brooklyn nets are going to be a good team i'm not very positive about that
1: yeah no i for that reason yeah yeah i'm the same i'm on the same page as you are i think he probably could win the scoring championship this year i think he tends throughout his career to be a guy because his game is so versatile he can beat you in a 800 different ways you know he's a guy that can be pretty efficient um but you know I mean it's it's one of those years where Brooklyn's kind of looking at it like let's just you know jump on Kyrie's back and see how far he can take us so I think this I I think this absolutely could be a, a Kyrie scoring champion year um you know again i agree with you i don't know if that's going to take brooklyn very far um but again let's you know let's do a radio tease and say hey we'll let you know in a few minutes when we do
0: projections how's that there you go so i think the one thing that people are kind of like wasn't their big storyline in the offseason was the addition of russell westbrook to the houston rockets right and how james harden is gonna deal with having you know a high volume high usage player uh, to play with um and how that impacts his MVP chase? Because I know James Harden has been angling for that MVP. He showed some grief about not winning the MVP last year, and I just wanted to say James Harden is just out there to just to get attention. Because I feel like each and he hasn't he hasn't been good enough to win MVP. This is spicy. People I can have been tell. everything about him has been about himself. From the beard, oh look at me. I have this big scraggly beard that every time I dribble the basketball, it slaps people in the face and sweat goes everywhere. And oh, I'm gonna travel, I'm gonna do fifteen steps. Uh, whether it's a travel or not, doesn't matter. At least I'll be on the news. It's 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 literally <laughs> all about it's literally all about him, and everything that he does is about him. And we, we rag on Russell Westbrook for being a selfish player, but James Harden is a selfish player. Yeah, he has assists, but so does Russell Westbrook, and he gets that same selfish moniker. But really, James Harden is the one who's selfish.
1: I I wasn't sure what you were going to do. there. I didn't didn't really know you were going to torch James Harden, but, you know, that's fun, and I don't really have much to add to that. Will the Rockets make our playoff predictions? Uh, Let's find out. Um, Spoiler, we're going to have our friend Tessa Morrow on, and we're going to get into some ghost stuff because, you know, it's Halloween, and and some of our listeners are going to fast-forward through the sports, and they just want to hear us talk about ghost hunting. So we'll get to that. But before that, let's get to predictions. And, and I don't want this to go on forever, so let's basically, you know, give our... We'll go through each conference. We're going to give our one through eight and then two on the bubble teams, okay? I'm going to throw it to you first. Um, Eastern Conference? Yeah, Eastern, Eastern conference, conference Eastern Conference.
0: So in in first place, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that team, it's, it pretty much returned everybody from last year. I think they're the best team in the East right now. Um, I think, and my number two team is the philadelphia 76ers who got monumentally better in the offseason they added al horford uh, the one at the one position that they actually kind of sucked at power forward um so i think they're a good defensive team uh the third team i have is the boston celtics i think the addition of kemba walker the growth of jason tatum uh is going to help this team win games and I think there's a monumental gap between one and two and everybody else. So fourth, I have the Indiana Pacers. I think when Victor Oladipo comes back, that's a really good team. Miles Turner is is a great defensive big. So bonus, uh, he may get traded, he may not, but he's still productive while he's on the court. Fifth, I have our Detroit Pistons. I think when everybody is healthy, I think this is a deep team. Derek Rose off the bench is a six-man-of-the-year candidate. I think also Luke Kennard is a, is a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Um this team is gonna grow, get better together. Blake Griffin, if he stays healthy, is going to have another great season like he did last year. Six, Miami Heat. It's it's Bolstra, and that's the really the only reason why. I I know they added Jimmy Butler. I I, I know people love Tyler Hero, but I think Eric's Bolstra is the reason why they're gonna win games, and they're and they're gonna be the sixth seed in my opinion. Seven, Toronto Raptors. They lost a lot. I think Kawhi Leonard gave them a lot that they they really didn't replace. Also, Kyle Lowry is another year older. The butt's another inch thicker. (laughs) 7th seed for them. Eight, Brooklyn Nets. I think Kyrie Irving is going to pull this team to a playoff contention and then get their ass kicked by the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. On the bubble teams, number 9, the Orlando Magic. I think that team is very deep. If Markel Fultz learns how to shoot or, at minimum, learns how to not be a negative on the court, that's a good team. 10th. Chicago Bulls that team. I, I like Jim Boylan. I like what he's doing. I think that team is a is good young uh, You know the the, the bigs are, are very good. Lori Markin and Wendell Carter jr Zach Levine is gonna have a breakout season in my opinion. He just needs to learn how to defend at an average level I like Kobe white. I do think they're a true point guard away from being a competitive team, but I like what they've done. I think they're better than the Knicks and whoever else came came before them.
1: Yeah, our lists are not are not that different. Um, I do have a surprise team in my in my playoff um, or in my top eight rather. Uh, at number one, I'm starting and agreeing with you, Milwaukee. Uh, I think top to bottom in the Eastern Conference, they are the toast of the Eastern Conference. They have the reigning MVP in Giannis. You know they're the they're the top seed for me as well. I also have Philly at number two. There are questions. I love the um, Horford addition. I think Al Horford is criminally always underrated and undervalued by people. Um, I still have questions. Once you get to the playoffs, Ben Simmons—he's a guy that doesn't have much outside of five feet. I know he's—we've seen videos and highlight videos from the summer when you know now he's hitting jump shots and he's feeling confident. But you know, we're a weekend. He has yet to do, to take a three. That said, Embiid. Um, you know, is is about as dominant and big as you can possibly get. I like the additions. Um, I think losing jj reddick will hurt eventually but um yeah i have philly at number two i also have boston at number three i think tatum's gonna take a big step forward this year um i think brad stevens is a great coach uh and kemba walker i mean he's a killer you know you'd say on paper it's a little bit of a step back from Kyrie skill wise but kemba is a, an impact player and and um yeah I, I i like boston at three number four i have the miami heat like you said it right there, and and I kind of threw up my hands to uh, co-sign what you said, Eric Spoelstra. You know, this is a guy that just, you know, I, and I've said it in previous years, and I always say it when when I go watch the Pistons play the Heat here. They always play hard. That team always plays hard for Spoelstra. And now you have a lead guy like Jimmy Butler who is going to give you thirty a game. Uh, I like Tyler Hero. He was a he was a great addition. Um, this rookie Nunn that's come out is, is looking great. Five I have are Detroit Pistons. There's a lot of questions for me with this ball club. Blake Griffin's health being number one. He's not getting any younger. Uh, I love the Derrick Rose addition. He's been phenomenal in the first week off the bench. The question, again, with him is going to be injuries, is going to be how much can we actually play him now that Reggie Jackson is looking like he's injured again. So, you know, there's a lot of questions, but if if things were were playing kind of off of if things work out for these teams, I think Detroit is at five. Number six is going to be my surprise, uh, Sham, and I don't know if you're ready for this, but it's going to be the Atlanta Hawks for me. What? And I'm having the Atlanta Hawks there because I think they have a lead dog right now that is going to take a significant step forward this year. I think Trey Young is going to take a large leap. And mind you, you ran down the stats earlier. He was already a pretty good player last year, right? But I think he's going to take a major step forward this year. Um, I like the cast around him. It's a bunch of young guys, but I I like what I've seen from them so far. And when you have a lead dog like that man that's a killer, everyone around him gets confidence, and they can kind of almost overachieve. Number seven, I have the Toronto Raptors. I agree with everything you said. There's still some guys there, Siakam, Lowry. uh, Losing Kawhi obviously takes you from contender status, but I think they have a pretty good surrounding cast still. I think they're pretty well coached um you know and that home crowd is always out of control um so yeah I have them at seven and then number eight I have the Brooklyn Nets I think the Nets are going to be just like you said pretty much Kyrie's going to score you 30 35 points a game I think they're going to get bounced in by by Milwaukee pretty quickly uh my two on the bubble teams are obviously Indiana which you had right ra- rate you know rated a lot higher than I did I just think coming back, you, it's still a question mark when Oladipo is going to get back. He's coming off a pretty significant injury. To expect him to just hit the ground running is a little... I don't know that I agree that that, that that's realistic at this point. Um, so I have them there, and then I have Orlando, just as as you do. I like the Orlando cast. I don't know that they're better than the eight teams I listed in front of them. So um, they're my second on the bubble, and that is my Eastern Conference. Let's head to the, uh, to the West.
0: For the Western Conference... In the first place, I have the L.A. Clippers. I'm very high. You know, as I said, uh, you know, on their, you know, earlier on the pod, I'm I'm high on their bench. I am very high on their defense. I think they're a really good team, a championship contender team with a clear lead dog in Kawhi Leonard. I think that's a shoe in to win the NBA championship. Two, I have the Houston Rockets. I think the addition of Russell Westberg is going to provide them with enough offense to push them and help them win games uh and that's about it i'm not a fan of james harden i think he'll take a step back this year but i think russell Westbrook is going to help them win games three the denver nuggets i think team is returned everybody uh you know returned their cast from last year gotten better michael porter jr is now healthy i'm excited to see what he provides to them um, Jamal Murray is another year older. Jokic is a little bit thicker than last year, but he's still looking good. <laughs> Let's see. I don't think he'll be as good as he was last year, but he'll still help that that offense succeed and be the three seed. Four, Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard. It's time to break out. And if you're gonna break out, you got to start start banging with the big boys. You know, uh, CJ McCollum is is also back. I think uh, when Nurkic comes back, it'll be uh, a a better a better big than Hassan Whiteside, but Hassan Whiteside will be an awesome backup big, a good defensive big for them. Five, the Utah Jazz. I think the Jazz are going to be a very good team. Donovan Mitchell is gonna is gonna come out of his sophomore slump, perform better than he did last year. Joe Ingles is gonna be solid again. Mike Conley Jr. huge upgrade at point guard over Ricky Rubio. Six, the Golden State Warriors. Although I'm not high on their talent around Steph Curry, I think Steph Curry is good enough to help push them to playoff contention um, and probably get bounced the first round. Seven, the L.A. Lakers, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and then who? That's the that's the question they have to answer because there really isn't anybody around them. You know, when you have the bench, if you look at the bench, it's Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard. Javale, McG- it's not. Th- these aren't really great names to have for a playoff contending team, and not just a playoff contending team, a team that has championship aspirations.
1: And I don't want to jump on you on you here, because because we're running it down. But I just want to commend you on staying consistent with your low rating of the Lakers. I commend you on that.
0: Yep, eight. The New Orleans Pelicans. I think when Zion comes back, this team is going to figure out how to play together and help win games. Not just Zion, but I like Jackson Hayes. Um, I like Drew Holiday just playing with these young guys. J.J. Redick is now over there. It's a fun team to watch, and I'm excited to see how well they perform. The bubble teams, uh, Dallas Mavericks, Christos Porzingis, healthy. Luka Doncic, another year older. Harrison Barnes, not being a negative on the court. I think these are great things for that team. I'm excited to see what they do this year. The last one was really difficult because I think you're picking amongst bottom feeders at this point, but I like the Minnesota Timberwolves. Cat seems to have taken a step forward uh andrew wiggins needs to at some point live up to his contract or at least be close to living up to his contract it's about time Uh, i like the young guys that they got um i i I just think that they're gonna be like a 10 seed
1: all right so i'll i'll do mine quick we have uh tess tomorrow on the line we're gonna do some ghost hunting uh but i want my list is not not that crazy from yours um i have the la clippers number one for obvious reasons deepest team uh two megastars out front uh, I just think they are the best-built team in the Western Conference. Number two, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. You underrate their surrounding cast. I love Danny Green. Uh, Avery Bradley is a guy that offensively kind of is shaky mm. at times, but he can give you good defense. Uh, and then you have those two guys. I mean, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And again, we're working in a world where things injuries don't happen and things go right. uh, You can argue that duo is better than the the Clippers duo. So I have the Lakers at two. I think that, at the end of the day, is going to be the battle in the Western Conference. Uh, Number three, I have the Portland Trail Blazers. I had them at three last year. I think they've gotten better. They, of all the teams in the Western Conference, are in the best position to even jump into that Clippers-Lakers thing with that Hassan Whiteside expiring contract. Uh, They have about $27 million, which could land a big fish, a big game-changing needle mover at the trade deadline and then when you're when you're in a market like portland you kind of need that that's how you can take and and get a big free agent is via a trade like that i love the Bazemore edition and cj and damer obviously they were in the western conference finals last year um they showed up big time so i like them at three uh the twin of portland is the denver nuggets i have them at four i think that those two teams are basically the spider-man meme I agree with everything you said, Jamal Murray. Uh, Joker is cr- always criminally underrated by everyone because he's not the flashy guy out there, but yeah he's always dropping triple doubles, and he's he's one of the top elite players in this league. Uh, five, I of the Utah Jazz as well. Donovan Mitchell. Everyone that follows me on Twitter knows he is one of my favorite players. Uh, you know, I think he's going to take a big step. You know, get back to kind of some of the things he was doing in the playoffs year before last. Uh, six, I have the San Antonio Spurs and I have them solely because Greg Popovich and because every year we say, this is the year the Spurs are going to miss the playoffs. And for 20 plus years, we've always been wrong. So I have the San Antonio Spurs, at six, number seven, I have the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks are my Western conference Atlanta Hawks. I love what I see from Luka and KP. And again, we're functioning in a world where injuries, you know, don't happen and everything works out. I love those two. I love I love what Dallas is doing. Number eight, I have the Houston Rockets, and I am not hot at all on Houston. I think this is not a good fit. We've already seen them arguing in the first game. Uh, I just don't think this is going to work. I think there's a lot of talent there, so they'll still win 43-44 games, and they'll still make the playoffs in the Western Conference because Harden is so exceptional. Russell Westbrook is so exceptional. But I don't like the fit. I don't like them defensively. There's too much 1-4s. There's too many, you know, one guy does things and everyone else stands around. I I just I don't like that team very much this year. Uh, My bubble teams in the Western Conference are Golden State. Obviously, I think Golden State will be close because you have a guy like Steph. D'Angelo Russell is a good talent. Uh, Draymond. So, I, I think they'll kind of be right there because of the talent. And then I have the Phoenix Suns as the other team. I think that Phoenix in the first week has been... A really exciting team. I think they've they've um played very very hard and I think they're another young team that could surprise some people this year. Um, you know, I only get two, but New Orleans obviously I agree with you. They'd be in that in that, you know, in that on the bubble team too. I love you know what they're doing and and um a lot's gonna really depend on Zion's knees for that. Two guys.
0: Some people What's have an wh- iron lung, some people have iron buttocks, I have an iron stomach. That was weird. And a goose. you never heard, you know, buns of... Oh, I guess it's steel. I... It this is the Two Gods and a Goose Show. So, on with us, we have Tessa Morrow, uh, host show, of the... Parent. Show
1: favorite. Show favorite, man.
0: Second time around, I don't know why she agreed to come back on with us. Uh, I thought she was tired of us last year, but she's back. Halloween episode. <laughs> um she's the host of the paranormal prowlers podcast certified badass and professional ghost hunter welcome back
2: <laughs> thank you gentlemen it's always a pleasure chatting with you guys
1: yeah and we started getting messages probably about a month five or six weeks ago like are you gonna have her on again and we we're like well we have to have her on it's the halloween we have to it's the halloween show man
2: i didn't know i was in such high demand that's awesome Love to yeah hear it. <laughs> and
0: so so clear your calendar for october 31st 2020 because uh, you'll be back on again. Yeah, and before. I, and
1: I, and I want to talk about the elephant in the room because I know you're upset with us, Loki. Tessa, you, you're masking the... Underneath, you have anger toward us because we talked about last year coming up and going on a, on a hunt with you. And I just want to, um, in advance, um, just blame it on Sham. It's completely Sham's fault that we're not going up there and hunting ghosts. I think he's low-key scared.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I know it was a conversation last year in good old 2018 that you boys would be up here and... Uh, we were going to plan a battlefield excursion or something, and yeah, you guys are nowhere to be seen. I have all my tools ready to go, and uh, yeah, no sham, no keys.
0: I mean, to be fair, uh, <laughs> you drove 1,800 miles, and we actually could have been in North Carolina, but since you weren't there yesterday. Oh, you saw what uh, he did there, Tessie's He's trying oh, to throw it and turn it around on you.
2: Right? Oh, I see. I see what I did. There. Classic, I Sham. I see what you did. Uh huh. Sneaky.
1: Sham, just... Sham, I'm looking at the questions, and I just have to make fun of you because, you know, we have Tessa on, and she was a huge fan favorite last year. And I'm looking at these questions, <laughs> and your first question is about yourself. Why? This is on brand for Sham. Sham's first question is, I guess he's asking of himself.
0: No, it's called a segue. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. Oh,
1: sorry. Now you know a segue. Oh, uh, sorry. Let me back up.
0: <laughs> so, I just wanted to do a quick little story about my haunted house experience last week i i went to a haunted house it was apparently one of the uh like ranked in some haunted house ranking i didn't even know they did that or who does that but it was ranked in this thing and we went through a corn maze and i i tend to get spooked i'm i spook easily um i'm a little i'm I'm a jumpy person um so we're in the corn maze and of course there are people jumping out at you and trying to scare you And the thing I got scared at the most was this piece of corn had, like, hung down at the very end of it. Like, this corn husk (laughs) had, like, hung down, and I thought it was a hand trying to grab me, and I jumped and yelled and screamed, it (laughs) turns out it was just a piece of corn. Um, So, I wanted to ask you, like, how often does that happen on your hunts? Like, where you think it's, you think, oh, that could be a ghost, but really it's something not.
2: Um, yeah, that's happened a few times where, not like, not like a screaming, like... (laughs) or anything like that. But I'm I'm like looking for that kind of stuff. So it's kind of different. But yeah, there's been times where I'm conducting an investigation. And I have to debunk a lot of the things, you know, not everything is paranormal, obviously. Um, but then there have been a lot of times where I've been places like Jerome Grand Hotel, which used to be a hospital and asylum, and 1000s of people died there. And I got touched there. And It's just very, very different. But I have to say real quick about the haunted houses. When I was little, we used to build this huge haunted house. And it was kind of like this huge maze. And it was in this, like, old warehouse in New Mexico. And they would lift me up and hang me and i would be hanging there and i would look like a dummy and i would scare people and grab them as they went oh by. that's great i would have scared the crap out of you
0: <laughs> is this like your your like most favorite time of the year because it brings back all it those memories to be. and it's, it has to it has to be. to be yeah it's like if you're irish st patrick's day is like your best your favorite time of the year you know if
2: <laughs> right? is what you do no so. i do love october i first of all i'm an october baby just celebrated my birthday on the 22nd. oh happy late birthday. happy birthday Thank you thank you and um no it was great but i love it because it's just like the season's changing you know it's the air is a little more crisp and refreshing the leaves are changing it's time to bring out the hot cider and and pumpkin spice and and you know hot rum and whatever whatever you do and i just love this time of year i uh being from colorado every almost every house in my neighborhood they decorate you know they they just go all out. I have like a, a werewolf that's life size. I have an old lady rocking a dead baby, like a zombie lady in a rocking chair. I have like all, a dead butler with candy, all life size things.
1: You're, you know, a regular on our Halloween episodes now. So I guess my first legit question for you is, you know, give us the scariest moment you've had in the last year. Catch us up on what's. You know what's occurred what's 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 happened in the last year and some of your hunts
2: yeah you know um the scariest thing that probably occurred just recently and excuse me it was kind of paranormal i so i was lying in bed and we were sleeping me my boyfriend and our dog has this like little bed kind of like on the ground and all of a sudden i hear A man's voice who i assume is my boyfriend saying he can't breathe and i'm like okay wait (laughs) he said
0: quote he can't breathe or he's saying that i can't breathe
2: no no yeah he's like he can't breathe and i'm like what the hell's going on you know and i jump out of bed and i hear wheezing i turn the light on and my dog his eyes are huge and he's making this horrible sound and oh my god um I, i I'm like petting him as my boyfriend's like checking his airway passages and everything's fine. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what it was, you know, it could have been a hairball for all I know, but it was just the weirdest thing. Once we were assured that, okay, he's doing better. He's not going to die. He's okay. We get back into bed. I turn the light off and my boyfriend's like, that's really good that you heard him. And I'm like, uh, wait, what? (laughs) It's like, no, I was like, no, no you said he can't breathe, and that made me jump into action, turn the light on, and there he is. And he's like, no, no, I, you turned on the light, and that's what woke me up. But I, I guys, I am so serious. I heard this man just say, and I was sleeping, mind you, you know, it wasn't like during an investigation where I was listening for things. I was sleeping, and I was woken up by a man saying he can't breathe. And I can't even tell you to this day if it was my boyfriend's voice, but, you know, when you just, like, wake up to hearing that, and it's a man's voice, just like if you wake up to hearing a woman's voice, you're thinking, okay, that's my wife or girlfriend or whoever, you know, is right there.
1: Right. No, mm-hmm. it
2: was just, like, really, really weird, and uh just seems like wherever I am, spirits are. Like, I've lived in, like, many haunted houses before that I didn't know were haunted, but, like, even now, to this day, like, when I wake up, sometimes I will see, I will, I'll wake up at a A dead sleep. And all of a sudden, I'll see like a figure standing there. Um, Sometimes I'll see a hand hovering over my face. A few months ago, I woke up to seeing a man's head like hover. I lay on my side. And um, so I'm looking at the wall. I'm facing the wall. And this man's head was just like hovering there, just staring at me. And I woke my boyfriend up and I was grabbing him and I was pointing. And, you know, like when you're so scared that you can't, talk like you can't find the words it's like you forgot the English language or whatever language you speak and I was just like he was like yeah you were speaking in tongues you're like pointing at something and your eyes were huge and you were awake and you were seeing something but I couldn't see it and he's a skeptic mind you but it was just kind of like he's like yeah you were very very much like aware that something was there and so yeah it's it's always interesting in my life. It's I always joke saying if it weren't for the paranormal, I would be like most sincerely the most boring person in the world. But thankfully, I have the paranormal and supernatural as my roommates always. Well,
0: <laughs> and you give us I, you know October content like oh, two man. years in, like, in a row. Now, I so, asked for a yeah, great story. It, yeah. She
1: just gave us a home run.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely yeah. And we have Tessa Morrow on host of paranormal po- paranormal. See, I'm doing it again. Yep. Paranormal Prowlers podcast, a professional ghost hunter. So something jumped out to me when you actually told that story about uh, you know he can't breathe. That that struck me as a ghost that's trying to help you out.
1: I was literally right. just gonna ask the same question. Does that the same happen?
0: Page. Does that happen often? Where like a ghost? It's almost like an angel, right? Like it's looking out for y- like your dog and you. And
2: you know, I have to say that never happened before in that situation. Um, there have been definitely times where things were happening, and I felt like something was there looking over me, um, like my grandma uh i know she's like always with me one of my former best friends he's always with me i've had mediums approach me saying that he's there it is really interesting but when you do this for as long as um, and i've been doing this for about 10 years now but i long since before i had the tools or the equipment i've been going to these places you know like alcatraz or the winchester house and I've I've been going to these places I've always been a fan I don't know if I told you guys this but when I was a little kid and I don't remember this but I was two years old and my mom said that she was driving past the cemetery and all of a sudden I'm just like graveyard graveyard me go me go and I was kicking my legs and she said I was just this tiny little thing in the baby seat and I was kicking my legs so violently and just yelling. And I was like, me, walk, me, go, cemetery, graveyard. And it was just like, I was like, of course, I don't remember that. But I love that story because it's so cool. It just shows how how long I've been loving this since crawling age, you know?
1: You mentioned, you know, people from your past being around. You know, how often do you see people from your past on hunts or, I guess, even in your everyday life?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So my one of my best friends, the one I just mentioned, he was more a former best friend. We weren't friends the last few years of his life, unfortunately. But back then, if, if I was, we were a big group of people and we were just always together. We worked together for my dad's steakhouse and we partied together. We just all, you know, we were always at my house or his house and, you know, playing poker, smoking cigars, just hanging out, you know, and, um, he's always with me. Um, 27 years old, he died, um, he's been with me on investigations before I had a medium tell me a different medium she said you know when you're in Gettysburg he's gonna be there with you and I didn't tell her I was going to Pennsylvania she just like assumed she was being told this She said, he's gonna be in a picture. He's gonna be in a picture and he's gonna be proof, validation to your mutual friends who are skeptics. And she didn't know anything about me. I didn't tell her any of this, but there were mutual friends or one mutual friend who was a huge skeptic. And he still is to this day, unfortunately. But she's like, he's going to appear in a picture and he hasn't appeared in a picture yet. I was in Gettysburg one time, but it was a very, very short trip. But I went to the cemetery that night to visit him because he's just like a two blocks away from where I live in Colorado. And I asked him, I was like, Michael, are you going to be there when I go to, uh, you know, take that picture? Are you going to be in that picture? And I got an EVP, which is Electronic Voice Phenomena, um, you know, Voices of the Dead. And I got a voice of a man whispering, I'm always with you. And that was actually the inspiration for my book. Uh, it's paranormal prowlers. I'm always with you, so uh, wow. he, he's always there, and he's always there. Uh, I got chased. <laughs> I got chased at Waverly Hills again. Just that that familiarity. My friend. I knew he was there, and he was looking after me. That's
0: it, that's interesting that you said Ouija boards because I I think a lot of people who listen to this are going to be like, well, that's a bunch of you know, that's a bunch of crap. Like that's not real. Uh, like, right. do you feel I mean, obviously, you think it's real, but is it possible to actually like, you know, have a, a, a I don't know what they call those sessions where you have everybody in a circle and they do the Ouija board. But uh, is it possible to like summon a ghost like to, to show like, hey, this skeptic, I'm going to bring my friend. Uh, it, Michael, who, you know, passed away a few years back, I'm gonna bring mm-hmm. him here, so it's proof that, you know, he is real, and this is r- a real thing.
2: You know, it is interesting, with certain skeptics, it's either, you know, they're strictly, like, there's no way, like, very strong, close-minded, not close, I don't like to use that word, close-minded, um, but just I
1: feel like very, that's a fair, I feel like that's a fair term with that, though, to be honest Yeah,
2: some people take offense to that, though, like, close-minded, but, like, you know, just severely huge skeptics. And I'll leave it at that. Like my boyfriend, he's a huge skeptic. Things have happened to him before and they're really good at debunking things. And yeah, a lot of things can be debunked, but there are other things that you can't explain. And I always like hanging out with open-minded skeptics because they're kind of those people, like even the paranormal investigators, a lot of paranormal investigators are like that too. They're like, you know, I have to see it to believe it. Like if you're an investigator, you told me this happened at your investigation, I'll listen to it with an open mind, but like really did that happen, you know? With Ouija boards, I have a couple friends who were in the field with the talking board, Historical Society, Robert Merch, he is phenomenal. He's like the king of Ouija. He has like a huge collection of Ouija boards in Denver, Colorado. And he, if, like what lies beneath all the Ouija movies, uh, The Origin of Evil, all of those movies, he's he's been there to collaborate and to tell, like, you know, give them information and history, and they've used some of his boards. Uh, Karen Dahlman, and I've had both of these people, you know, on my show and I had the radio show, and just really interesting stuff. They actually just did Ouija Zilla in Salem, Massachusetts, and it was pretty epic. It was the largest Ouija board in the world and they had to have several semis bring this big boy in and they had to put it together and the planchet, I think she said like five or six people could actually get in the hole of the planchet. Wow. just like really crazy stuff but you know Ouija board yeah either you love it or you hate it and when I was a kid me and my really good friend Cristalia who passed away a couple years ago uh, we were playing around with this Ouija board. I don't know how we got our hands on it, but her mom, she came in, saw what we were doing. We lived in New Mexico at the time uh, where, you know, it was like really cold and she had the uh, fireplace going and she grabs that bad boy, throws it in the fire and we heard a scream. And it was like a woman's scream. And I asked Rob Merch about it And he said, yeah, that's, I've actually heard that before. Like, if you try to destroy it, if you try to throw it in the fire, you'll hear a scream. He's like, many people have told me that they've experienced that. It's not just you. So for the people who are listening, you know, who might think I want to do this someday with a Ouija board, my two cents, honestly, is do it with somebody who... Knows what they're doing, you know. Like my friend comes from a generation of witches. He's had the Swedish board in his family since I think the '40s. He's done this many times. He has a whole ritual thing, you know. He brings alcohol and he offers the spirits. Some, I mean, it's just this huge whole ordeal. Like it's this big deal, and just what I always say is treat the spirits with respect. For the most part, they were people just like you and I.
0: Tessa Morrow, (laughs) on with us, host of the Paranormal Prowlers podcast professional ghost hunter sham would you agree are we i
1: think we described ourselves as um open skeptics last year we i mean i think i I can only speak for myself i'm a i'm more of a believer now On hearing tessa um you know i'm somebody that kind of deals with is it plausible is it really is it rational can i make rational sense of it and she she makes a good argument for that um you know but when we're not in it you know you kind of just see things and you think about you know, different elements that kind of play into this. And, you know, you think about possession. You hear that a lot, you know, Um, and you kind of think of the different phases of possession. And I kind of thought like, you know, I've had people that I know kind of wake up with a bruise. Um, Would something like that be considered... a a form of possession or a different phase of possession uh
2: no i don't believe so i mean i've i've dealt with that too i've been i've gotten scratched like literally i was in my kitchen just this past summer and i was standing there and all of a sudden i felt like just someone scratched me like totally scratched my back and nobody was near me my dad was just like a few feet away and i just yelped in pain and he was like what happened and I, i pulled my shirt down a little on my neck and yeah you could see these just huge, sharp, you know, scratch marks. And they were getting really red. And and mind you, we were doing a barbecue. We weren't, you know, investigating or anything. And I don't investigate my home. As a rule, I don't do that. And so I was, like, really shocked by that. But, uh, no, unfortunately, just sometimes people will get attacked, um, whether it's by bruises or scratches or being pushed. Um, There's been many times where you'll not be attacked but you'll be touched just like you know hey we're here you know i've had that happen before um again i think i mentioned jerome grand hotel earlier and i had a beanie on in july actually in arizona i don't know why that was happening but i had a beanie on and all of a sudden i feel a hand come down on my head and squeeze it gently three times nobody was around me whatsoever it's just um so yeah, it's interesting. They have different forms of like you know communicating, and sometimes it is get you know get physical. But a lot of sometimes people are just like you know, ghosts can't hurt you, spirits can't hurt you, and I totally have to disagree because they definitely can. They're definitely in control of the situation.
0: On that same note, um, and this is gonna be kind of an awkward question, but <laughs> I'm actually genuinely curious about this. Like, say say there was like a situation where um like a wife lost her husband uh you know to some tragic accident and the the husband didn't make its way fully over to the the afterlife and it's now you know her husband's a ghost is it possible for ghosts to like be horny or like (laughs) get into like sexual no this is a serious question like get into like sexual encounters with like Uh, if they can if they can bruise and scratch why can't they you know do other things right
2: Right. Uh, yeah. Why can't they? Yeah. No. And I, I mean, that is a good question. It's funny, but it, no. <laughs> I'm
0: genuinely curious. It's it, not it, funny. No, no, it's true. It's it, scientific.
2: And, you know, well, so okay. I come. Um, Colorado is my home state. My dad and his whole side of the family are in Pueblo and my mom and her, um, a lot of her side are in the San Luis Valley. And the San Luis Valley, you guys, it's like super, super paranormal. They think there's a portal there. It has demonic homes, but also what it has is succubus and incubus cases. And, um, it's all about sex. One woman even had orgasms several times and had to leave and change her identity, and change your uh, identity? What My the hell? Hell? Yeah, yeah. People I heard this from several different people.
0: <laughs> All men should strive to give that to give that experience to women. <laughs> right, right, right.
2: <laughs> like, <that's a> <laughs>
0: so I'm good happy. that she had to change her name.
2: <laughs> I know. She, she's living in uh, you know, witness protection. So no, I'm just kidding. But no, but she did move away and it was just really like because I think maybe she was ashamed, like, wow, wait, what just what what just happened here, you know? But there have been times where that has happened. Me, personally, I haven't had that happen, but lately in the news, and I always kind of have to laugh, like, uh, oh, God, like, a couple years ago, this woman, I think, like, she was in, like, Ireland or something, and she ended up falling in love with the spirit of, like, a 200-year-old, like, pirate or something, and she was, like, on these TV shows talking about it and how she's had so many orgasms and stuff, and then she just surfaced again this year, saying that they're getting a divorce, <laughs> that he was just using her. It's like, I don't know, I, I'm i all for spirits and and wraiths or phantoms, what, ghosts, whatever you want to call them, but um, no sexual relationship for me, please. But I think uh, when she came out a second time saying she's getting divorced divorce and all that stuff, I'm like, okay, maybe she just wants her 15 minutes of fame, and that's okay, I guess, but... I don't know. Maybe we'll hear from her in a few months saying she's pregnant or something. I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. hilarious. Uh, I te- know. It's- Tessa Morrow <laughs> with us, the host of Paranormal Prowlers podcast. Um, she's a professional ghost you hunter. I know. I did it. We, b- b- <laughs> just for the for the, for everyone. Before we started with Tessa, we were trying to say Paranormal Prowlers podcast many times in a row. Sham and I failed terribly. Then we were like, oh, Tessa was laughing at us, and we we're like, oh, you tried doing it. She did it like six or seven times and just completely Yeah, I us. did
2: it six times, you guys. I did it five times, and I'm like, and just one more time for you guys. Yeah.
1: Right, but I pulled it off there. Uh, we will get you out of here on this question. Um, <laughs> I-, I wanted to ask you, you know, um, you love this time of year. You mentioned that earlier. What is your go-to Halloween movie, Tessa?
2: That is a really good question. I... <laughs> And that's a hard question. It really is because. And it could be a
1: scary you know, movie. It doesn't necessarily need to oh, be, no. you know, Halloween town or, yeah. what, you know, whatever. Like,
2: you know, the funny thing is, is that I, that's all I love. That's all I watch. Like, sometimes I'll throw a comedy in, but I just love horror, uh, whether it's about an axe murderer or, you know, supernatural or unexplained or paranormal. I, I love it all. And so. My excuse, I was like, "Oh well, you know, it's Halloween. We have to have nothing but scary crap on all day, every day for the 31 days." And so we do. We have, you know, uh, we just had Halloween on um, all day. Uh, you know, the different ones: Halloween H2O, five, six, one, two, three. You know, all those. Right. And- uh, I love the Annabelle movies. I think those are really cool. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to get scared, but I love—I, I, you know, turn off all the lights, turn on some candle, you know, put on some candles, and just really try to get at it. Uh, I love all—I love Freddy Krueger. I met Robert England uh, several times when I lived in New Mexico as a kid. And for all those Freddy Krueger fans, uh, you all know this—he's the original. Freddy Krueger not the brand new one where the dude was shorter and sounded weird and you know his makeup it looks like I don't know but really really nice guy Robert England aka Freddy Krueger always love the Nightmare on Elm Streets um they're not necessarily scary to me but I love them anyways like for the people who love them like You know, that was Johnny Depp's first movie. He's just, like, a little kid in that. You know, he's so cute. And he ends up getting killed, of course, in the big bedroom scene, you know, and the all on the ceiling. It's, like an awesome part Spoiler but <laughs> um, Friday the 13th is great too I just yeah I love all those guys you know um, so
1: you're a huge safe to say you're a huge scary movie fan because I was going to ask you I am there's no way you get scared on those movies with what you do and and yeah. hunting and all like nah 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 you, you know
0: no honestly it would surprise me more if Tessa was just like yeah I like rom-coms on my free time right right
1: that would be a complete <laughs> curveball
0: 100% <laughs> uh, 50 first <laughs> yeah. dates is like my go-to
1: like, yeah, right. that would surprise me I lose a guy in one. Ten Days is my favorite movie. Yeah. OMG, totally. <laughs> Tessa Morrow uh, hosts the Paranormal Prowlers podcast. Um, she's a professional ghost hunter. She is one of our favorites. I know our, our audience is going to love it that, you know, um, we had you back on. We have to make it an every Halloween thing. And we also need to work. Tessa, when I say we, I mean you and I. We need to work so we can make sure Sham can't weasel out of our on-site hunt next year with you for halloween we need to do it i know we talked about it this year but can we commit yeah. can we can we shake uh over the show right now and and um virtual shake and, and and agree that we're going to hold sham to this so we do this next year
2: yeah you really need that to happen sham i mean seriously i think that if you you know my halloween with you guys but I Maybe live. It has to be live. You know, we could be on the Ooh. air at an investigation site like somewhere in Colorado, you know. And I think that, Sham, if you back out of this, you have to do something like really, really No,
1: agreed. Bad. See, Tessa gets the show already.
0: Hold on. I've I've paid my dues on this show. I've eaten paper. <laughs> we're, I've gonna eaten up, hot dogs, no, we're gonna come up. We're gonna come up with
1: eaten. something new. I think what Tessa is saying is absolutely um you know, fair in this point, and 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 the thing now that you've told me you you scare easily. You know, we hung out many times. <laughs> I've never really known that about you, so now I know that. that now per- this is we're periscoping the whole thing. We're gonna do it live, just like Tessa said. And we're going to scare the hell out of you. Like, I know that for sure. For sure. Let the people know where they can follow you. I know you have a book coming soon. Give everyone the information because, you know, our audience loves you. So let them know where they can find your stuff at.
2: Yeah, you know, so you could find me on Paranormal Prowlers basically through everything. Through Instagram. LinkedIn. Facebook. Yeah, like all (laughs) that stuff. Uh, Paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. Um for the folks who have other paranormal questions or if you want a book, I I always say, Don't go through Amazon, go through me, because I write in the book and then I actually make bookmarks and every book gets a bookmark. And um they're all different except one thing, and my boyfriend makes fun of me, he says it's so corny, but I draw a little grave at the bottom and it says read in peace. So it's still all right. I love just that. A little, different, a little twist there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love um that. Yeah, and Paranormal Prowlers podcast—it's all about paranormal, supernatural, everything. I have about thirty-four episodes, so I'm still pretty new in the podcast world. But yeah, you can so um, find it where you find all your other awesome podcasts, and it's all about the paranormal. You
1: and I will connect, and we will figure this out for next year. And we're really actually going to do it this time. We're going to force Sham to do it also let us know when your book drops so we can make sure we promote it and you know send our audience because i know everybody would love to get it i know i'll get a copy i know sham will get a copy so just let us know. send us
0: a direct link to you we don't want to go through amazon yeah
1: we're going directly through you so just link us to you we learn
2: yeah i will definitely let you guys know for sure absolutely two
0: gods and a goose wait uh, a goose Is this right? This is the two gods and a goose show. All right, you
1: know how we end each and every show? It is my dad's favorite segment. It is called Ask Sham, hashtag Ask Sham on Twitter. Sham, are you ready for the Halloween episode? Halloween edition. Of Ask Sham.
0: I'm ready and I'm scared. Let's hit that intro. Yes, ma'am. It's time for Ask Sham.
1: Question number one. Our friend Joe Nardone asks When does Joe get to come back on the pod and give normal takes this time?
0: Whenever he hits us up, but let's be honest, his takes are never normal.
1: Uh, what have you thought of the World Series and new champions, the Washington Nationals champ?
0: Go expos. Uh at I am Martin High,
1: ask Lays or Doritos?
0: Doritos, because there's a flavor that Doritos has is called. Blaze. what
1: is your favorite halloween candy
0: sham come on candy corn we've discussed this
1: at actually lance we got his at right this time sham uh he asked what are we asking for Uh, Christmas. What do we want for Christmas?
0: Well, I believe I just gave Lance his Christmas present by getting his at right. Uh, Prince's new memoir
1: says he hated Ed Sheeran and Katy Perry's music. Thoughts, Sham?
0: I'm a big fan of Katy Perry's music. Hot and cold, yes and no. I kissed a girl. I love it all. Uh, Our friend Laz asks, why did you beg to
1: come on his pod and then duck him? I'm a hot commodity, Laz. I'm just playing hard to get. Are Skittles a top 10 Halloween candy? No. A travel journalist in Australia faked that she was pregnant to avoid paying baggage fees. Is that a smart play, Sham?
0: Oh, that's a heady play. I love that those those baggage fees are insane but you know what's crazy they make you put it in your carry-on and it's going on the same exact plane our friend
1: jackson frank asked would you rather fight two andre Drummonds or five luke canards
0: i would absolutely fight two andre Drummonds, five luke canards five shooters it's like a firing squad no way two andre Drummonds, all the way
1: uh what is your go-to halloween movie sham
0: top gun at
1: editor underscore dan asked did his call to the fcc trigger an investigation over our sponsorships yet he added the sham operation sham is running must be abolished. You
0: know what? I'm shady, and everybody knows it. So just let it happen and embrace it. Embrace the shadiness. Hashtag Kingsnake. Apple released over 120 new emojis, including
1: a walking dog emoji and a waffle emoji. What do you think of the new emoji, Sham?
0: Big fan of the new emojis, just waiting for them to put a non-racist Indian one on. Uh, at
1: Love asked, Should college athletes except for Tim Tebow be paid?
0: Athletes should always be paid. I'm a big fan of ass, and I'm a big fan of elites. Go athletes. Uh, that is Ask
1: Sham. It is hashtag Ask, Ask Sham Sham. on Twitter. That is the Halloween episode. Sham, what did you think of the show today?
0: Definitely top 10 in season two.